Hello and welcome to Afternoonified. The podcast that's a Libra, Scorpio rising. Um, technically, she'd be a Capricorn Aries rising. Okay, I'm Emily. And I'm Sadie. her to someone in Budapest. I mean, not yet. <laughs> you have a buyer waiting? I might have someone lined up. Well, I'm glad we sent Sarah off to meet the same fate as all of those people from Hostel. Or Liam Neeson's daughter from Taken. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where we've replaced Sarah with resident Canadian Sadie, who I think has been mentioned but not heard. Yeah, no, I've never been on Afternoonified. You've been on Boo Ha Ha, and you are part of Monster Pod. Yes, that is a thing. I have been on Boo... I've been on... How many network... How many podcasts on the network now? Three. And we have five altogether? Five so far. Listen, this is a new mission. Gotta start watching The Bachelorette so I can get on. (laughs) 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 Gotta catch them all. (laughs) So... Today, we are going to talk about something that Sarah steadfastly refused to do an episode on. So, while the cat's away, the mice will talk about astrology. Yeah. Sticking it to Sarah. My favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, astrology. Yes. Is different than astronomy. So, yes and no. (laughs) Cool. That's our favorite answer on this podcast. Right? Um, Astrology gets... A lot of bad press, mostly because pseudosciences in general get bad press. Well, and uh, white New Age ladies like it. And if there's nothing else, people like making fun of white New Age ladies for liking their own shit. 100%. Especially if they are enjoying themselves and you can't do anything about it. Must shit all over it. Can't let those women enjoy shit. Yep. I mean, this is another one of those things that was a big male thing, and everyone was like, oh, it's great, because men love it. And the women were like, oh, us too. And then, now it's horseshit. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> um, I know. But yeah, it's it's honestly, like, it's it's one of the oldest ways that people tried to sort of understand the stars and other humans in general. And, I mean, it's it's become slightly hokey, but... Listen, you know as well as I do that, like, when humans try and figure each other out. (laughs) I feel like it's had a a nice resurgence in the last couple of years. Like, uh, astrology and crystals are both making a comeback. Yes, definitely. Um, Astrology, crystals, tarot, just people being spiritual in general. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that most religious systems are horrible. (laughs) Uh, As we've said many times on this podcast... Always take religion seriously, Sadie. Always. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you were also raised Catholic. Hella Catholic. So Catholic. Okay. I'm glad everybody who has been on the show is pretty much on a level playing field. I feel like if you have been interested in anything outside of just like a regular religious system, you were raised Catholic at some point. Because <laughs> you're like, well, this is shit. Must find. <laughs> Yes, I got way too into way, way, way too into astrology in high school. 
I didn't have a witch phase. I had an astrology phase. <laughs> I mean, I had a tarot phase in late college. So, I mean, we've all been and my there. My tarot phase continues. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I said it ended. <laughs> um, but I have four books on astrology in my regular bookshelf. Um, and that's after some paring down after moving out of my parents' place. So, so you are you are qualified to talk about this. Topic. I knew what books to look for in the library. You've done the reading. Done the reading. I read actual books for this shit. Actually, before we begin, um, do you have any books that you'd like to shout out in particular for uh, helping your research? Just yeah, for citation purposes. Yeah. Um, there's one called Astrology and Cosmology in the World's Religions by Nicholas Campion, which was a really great starting point. Um, and then there's one called A Brief History of Ancient Astrology by Roger Beck that I really liked. Anything like, like titled A Brief History is long-winded. But it actually was brief, which is why I liked oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> like That does not happen right? often. It was like the shortest book. He got to the point. Good job, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a whole stack of books but those were the ones that i pulled a lot of stuff from um okay shout out to the toronto reference library for having a solid astrology section i guess <laughs> so i figured i'd start with an overview of what the hell it is uh and where it started and then get into mm -hmm. astrology as we know it today um okay. caveat <laughs> there are a whole bunch of different kinds of astrology so many that i cannot name them all and this is meant to be an hour-long podcast. <laughs> As we've said, this is uh, like a primer for topics. Yes. So you're not going to learn everything no. in an hour. No. There's overlap with all the different kinds of astrology because there's overlap with pretty much everything human beings do. Well, yeah, no one's original. No. And there's so many people who... Alexander the Great fucked a lot of people and brought a lot of things to a lot of areas. Both metaphorically and Both physically. Both metaphorically and physically. Was he the, the one that they made the movie about with Colin Farrell? Yep, that one. That okay. was that was a movie okay. that happened. Yep. Someone else hot was in that, but I don't remember. Angelina Jolie was in it as his mother. I, mm, mm. Yep. Um, <laughs> and Jared Leto, I think, before he went batshit crazy. Was somebody he was in love with. I don't remember who. Um, um, oh, Rosario Dawson was also in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer. I don't, I think it might have been uh, during Val Kilmer's chubby face. Val Kilmer played his dad. We watched this in my classical civilizations class. Jared Leto was in it. And that was the hot person I was talking about. <laughs> Jonathan Rhys Myers also oh, in it. Also hot. God damn. 2004 was wild. It was. That was like around the time Troy came out, too. Yep. Yeah, we, we love... Oh, same year. <laughs> we love to have people with Irish accents playing Greek folk. We love it. It's, well, because uh, I hate to say this, but the vast majority of British and American people wouldn't understand a Greek or an Italian accent if it, like... Oh, bit them on the ass. No, they would not. Which is why in King Arthur... <laughs> Actually, no, I take it back. In King Arthur, they did have Italian accents. They did. Because it was a good fucking That was movie. an actual good movie. <laughs> the difference. I was thinking of 300. Oh, Gerard Butler is not done well with his movies that he should not be in. <laughs> 
He's chosen a lot, and uh, I worry about that man. Sean Connery is the only person that can be Scottish in everything. It's because he's Sean fucking Connery, and no one tells him no. <sighs> God, he's old now. Um, So, <clears throat> Alexander the Great fucked a lot of people. Yes. Alexander the Great fucked a lot of people, and we will talk not about that, but... <laughs> He's he's his own episode. He is his own episode. If that's not on your list, that should be on your list. I don't think he is, but he should be now. He definitely should be. Um, just just titled Alexander the Great fucked a lot of people. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. iTunes should be super chill with totally. that title. I'm sure they're going to love it. As evidenced by this whole monologue, um, I'm not sure I've ever been brief in my entire life, but here's a somewhat brief overview. <laughs> This was all just preamble. This is the scrolling. <laughs> this is the Star Wars scroll. Uh, this is the Star <laughs> Wars scroll. Are my avenue. Uh, okay, so astrology <laughs> always assumes that there's a very significant relationship between the stars or planets and what happens on Earth. And like with anything that is called a pseudoscience, it takes a whole bunch of different kinds of forms depending on the religious systems and cultures, but everything has one or more of the following. So... Number one, celestial bodies are divine. They banging, sometimes literally. Sure. Uh, two, okay. the stars and planets send messages on behalf of gods, goddesses, or gods. And this is what everybody loves. But I don't care what you say. No god is telling you to cheat on your boyfriend because of your sun sign. It's not a thing. Instagram, it's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Number three, uh, all things in the cosmos are interdependent which is a very big theme, and we'll come back to this in a minute. Uh, number four, the cosmos unfold according to a very strict mathematical or geometric order, which is why anybody who's saying that only astrologers who are flighty do this are crazy, because there's so much fucking math. Yeah, I uh, I noticed in the very, very brief times that I have tried to uh, understand this. So much math. Um, and then finally, five different times have different qualities, which is not like 2 p.m. Sadie is different than 2 a.m. Sadie. I it's mean, like she is, but not for that is. reason. Of course she is. Because <laughs> why the fuck is she still awake? That's why. That's why she's different. <laughs> Basically, people say that astrology works as a system because the messages that come from gods, goddesses, whatever you want to believe, are reliable or because the movement of the stars and the planets are guides to what happens on Earth, sure. which is why astrology and astronomy are kind of the same thing, but are not the same thing. <laughs> kind of, but okay. Well, Because they used to be, but okay. they're not anymore. <laughs> Dane Rudyard, who is one of the most respected American astrologers of the 20th century, that is an actual thing. I there mean, are respected ones. Someone has to be. <laughs> someone has to be. <laughs> he wrote that astrology of itself is no more meaning than algebra. It measures relationships between symbols whose concreteness is is entirely a matter of convention. I mean, if you think about it, algebra is also fucking made up, so... Yep. In the immortal words of Drew Carey, it's all made up, <laughs> points don't matter. <laughs> Basically, astrology is constantly talking in symbols and codes. Constantly. Which is why it works for people. So if you think... Okay. If you think I, Sailor Moon... Okay, okay. Mars, Sailor Mars, mm -hmm. is like pure chaotic energy... She's a right bitch. She's really quick to anger. She's really quick to jump into the fire. Um, Sailor Venus is like the person they all want to be before they find out that they are all fucking superheroes. But she's also about like truth and love. These are 
things that are always attributed to Mars and to Venus. So kind of corresponding of... to like the personalities of the Greek and Roman gods in that respect. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Is there a sailor Pluto? It's been like there is a sailor Pluto. Years. There's a sailor Pluto. There's a sailor uh, Uranus. Sailor Neptune. Oh God! Imagine being sailor Uranus. Like she's gay. Well, that's on the nose. But in the English dub, they said that they're cousins, Uranus and Neptune. <sighs> and then you watch the non-English dub, and you're like, well, that's different. I feel like that happens a lot. Yep. So there's lots of codes. Um, oh, Sailor Pluto's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. Again, Personally, I'm a Sailor Jupiter girl. It's been but... like 20 years since I've seen this show, but... It has not been 20 years since I've seen that show, but anyway... I feel like it's been, <clears throat> what, three days? Four days? Shut up. Like, a month. It's fine. So Carl Jung, who's a psychologist, whose name you've probably heard a time or two if you've taken, like, an intro psych class. Or listened to this show. Or listened to this show. <laughs> Um, he also fucking loved astrology and it was all throughout his books. Um, probably because he really loves codifying humans. His biggest known um psychological ideal is about archetypes. I'm sorry, can he, we pause for one second? I looked up Sealer Uranus and that is the gayest thing I've ever seen. Like how right? are <laughs> Right? That's like That's like Kirsten Stewart gay. Like, come on, guys. We didn't know any better. I mean, I'm not but blaming all... the children of America, but, like, I don't know but how I mean, you could reasonably be, like, doing the dubs being like, yeah, they'll still buy that when they understand, right? Like, Because it was the 90s and they were like, we can't let the children be gay. <laughs> That's why. God damn. <laughs> this is why you never, this is why you always go with the real... <laughs> Subs, not dubs. The subs, not dubs. Dubs are great. Don't be wrong. But if you want the real story, you got to go with the subs. God, what have I been missing in Pokemon? Ooh, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, so Carl Jung, astrology, psychology. Yep, 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 um, yep. He wrote about it in through, through a bunch of his books. Um, his main point was basically... Whatever is born or done at this particular moment of time has the quality of this moment of time, which, I mean, is a pretty standard thing. The children of today are very different than the children of our age. I was literally just thinking about that today. Like, I was going to make fun of, like, children for doing dumb stuff. And then I remembered what I was like as a teenager. I'm like, oh, I was just dumb in a different way. And our only saving grace is that no one was taping it at all times. Well... That's literally it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's like little children, but like high school, Emily, def there's evidence of that. Yep, that's why I avoided photos for years. Uh, so many fingerless um, gloves. Ooh. So many unnecessary scarves. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you trying to imply that you don't still own unnecessary scarves? I mean, I own unnecessary scarves, but <laughs> I put a blazer with them. Oh, Emily. High school is weird. The Academy is was a big thing. <laughs> and sometimes you do shit. Although oh, we were God. in the grocery store the other day and there was a Cobra Starship song playing. And I was like, this is maybe the most depressing thing that's ever happened. <laughs> to hear a band that you have a tattoo of... Playing in a grocery store on a Sunday night. Not only a band that you have a tattoo of, a band that you have a tattoo of that is no longer in existence. Uh, you know. They aren't. Are they? No. <laughs> it's like, have I been missing? 
albums by Cobra Starship. No, they broke up like five years ago. It's fine. I just don't have a lip tattoo. It's fine. Sure you don't. Nope. Sure. Nope. 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 Sure. Definitely wasn't supposed to fade after like three years. That's what you were told. And yet here we are. Almost ten years later. <laughs> anyway, so uh, sign of the times. Yes. Sign of the times. Um... Basically, he just loves an organizational system, which is basically what astrology is. I mean, that checks yeah. out. Imagine. Imagine how much he would have creamed his pants over all the dystopian shit right now, where you get sorted into something. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a sentence you just said that's recorded, so. Yeah, that's, I'm fine with that. That's very on brand for me. Sort of like dystopian novels, actually. <laughs> um, Are you saying he would have loved The Hunger he Games? He would have lost his fucking mind over The Hunger Games. Any of these psychology assholes would have lost their mind over the Hunger Games. Divergent would have been all over that shit. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I know very little about that one, but... I've read too much dystopian YA. Anyway, um, <laughs> the point is, every form of astrology begins with some level of like fatedness and destiny, and it assumes a lack of control over your life. Um, but then like making peace with the fact that you have no control over your life... And going out to create choice where you can and negotiate with nature, not like, hey, I would like it to not be raining, but like prayer and magic and ritual and dancing in your living room. It's not assigning meaning to randomness. Basically. Yes. And, you know, sometimes that involves dancing in your living room to Lizzo and we don't judge. Yes, an ancient form of... Listen, I feel it feels ancient. Maggie Rogers, listen to Maggie Rogers, Alaska, and tell me you don't feel infinite. (laughs) (laughs) i saw lizzo i felt like i went to church exactly if we jive with the idea that astrology is based on interdependence between the stars and earth you have to know where that comes from so like classic statement um that drives the whole idea of interdependence between heaven and earth comes from the opening words of an arabic text called the tabula samaginda or the emerald tablet emerald tablet which was written in or around the year 800 BC. That's a good year. Right? And it says, that which is above from that which is below. And that which is below is from that which is above, working from the materials of one. Which you might recognize as something popularized by Dante, Ben Feldman movies, and this fucking podcast. We call it As Above, So Below. Is that the That's thing, the thing that, that I told Sarah about? about. Listen, I saw it in the book and I was like, well, that has to go in. (laughs) It's fucking everywhere. It's in every single book I read about astrology. I mean, it's also in almost every religion, too. It's a principle of being. It is a principle of being that the heavens and the earth are interconnected. You know, I'm not going to do the quote from the movie. (laughs) You don't have to because the stinger will do it for you. (laughs) There's more to it. Anyway, so uh, as above, so below, you say. As above, so below. Um, in Is basically what everyone uses for the rationale of how astrology works. Because it is as below, as above as it is below. Um, and that's one of the earliest, one of the earliest, not the earliest. Um, the world's oldest astrological text is called the Enuma, Anu, and Enlil. Sorry, I'm butchering that. Possibly. There's several of those in here. 
um, discovered in Ninevia, which is near modern-day Iraq, in uh, the library of a royal palace. Did you just awaken the mummy? I've just, I've probably awakened so many. <laughs> oh, so you just awakened Pazuzu from The Exorcist, so continue. Our Halloween demons are coming in early. Uh, this is written uh, around 600, 660 BC, um, but it's copies of, like, much older omens written between 1646 BC and 1626 BC, like fucking old. Yeah, I'm, I'm, wow. Uh, it includes the first recorded systematic, like, observation of how the planets moved and how they were supposed to affect what happened on Earth by when they moved. So this astrological text, written mm-hmm. really long time ago, was estimated to have somewhere in the ballpark of about 7,000 different omens. <laughs> yeah. About, give or take. Was the person who wrote it's name Agnes Nutter? No. Ye olde Agnes Nutter? Ye olde Agnes Nutter. Her great, 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 great grandmother. It's all written on tablets, which is also insane. Oh my god. There are different tablets for the movements of the sun, the moon, Jupiter, Mars, Venus, Mercury, and Saturn. The important ones. The important ones. The ones that they knew about. The visible ones. (laughs) Um, and then there are mentions of the 12 constellations that we think of as, like, our zodiac, but they weren't fixed yet. Okay. Even though, you know, literally written in stone. <laughs> written in clay, please. Written in clay, sure. Um, around this time, the Egyptians were also charting the stars and, like, how they affected what happened on Earth, but namely, they were thinking about the rise and fall of kings and the rise and fall of the Nile. <laughs> so, like, not physical changes on Earth, but, like, social changes social on Earth. Social changes on Earth. So a lot of the astrology before we started talking about, like, birth charts and, you know, what is Emily going to do on October 29th of 2019? It was about, like, major events in a nation's life um, and in, like, the the life of the world in general. Um, okay. But a lot of that for the Egyptians is because... <clears throat> Their whole religious system is something called cosmotheism, which is the idea that the cosmos itself is an object of worship. I I mean, of all of the religious things that we have discussed on the show, that one makes the most sense. Don't it, though? And um, the Egyptians are probably getting it most correct because... um, Ptolemy, who's one of the Greek philosophers, who comes much later, mm-hmm. um, said that the Egyptian philosophers would not have forecast the future unless they thought that it could be changed. Okay, yeah. So they focused on, like, they're focusing on major events, and they're like, if it can be changed, we'll talk about it. Otherwise, we're just going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Very much about the free will, the Egyptians. Yeah, well, except for the slavery. Except for the thing. slavery. Um, specific free will. Uh, selective. Specific free will. Yes. I mean, everything is selective. The Mesopotamians believe that humans were made of the same stuff as the gods, but that we were um, created to serve them. I mean, technically, so that's like, what Christians believe, too. Technically. But it's it's got to suck, right? To be like, so I'm the exact same thing as a god, and yet not a god. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess she kind of just accept it. Just a born in the right time and the right place sort of situation. It's real Hercules of a situation. It's a very Hercules of a situation. The animated one, not like the actual Greek myth, which we'll talk about on a mini-sode, I'm sure. Absolutely. You must. I mean, please also talk about Young Hercules, the Ryan Gosling TV show. Yes, that definitely fits in. It does. Absolutely does. Well, I mean, there was that Hercules animated series where it was like scrawny Hercules going to like God school. That was a great, that was a great time. 
Yeah, the 90s were buck wild. The 90s were just a joy to be alive. For cartoons, specifically. Not I for other miss, things. Uh, a, the Ace Ventura Pet Detective cartoon. The what? The Sorry, what? Ace Ventura Pet Detective, the cartoon. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't think it had a very long run. Um, also, the Beetlejuice cartoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, more importantly than anything... The Timon and Pumbaa cartoon. Oh, God. Timon and Pumbaa. Teaching us how to be rude assholes from a very young age. I mean, Lion King one and a half is the best Lion King film because it's basically just an hour and a half of, like, just frosting, whereas The Lion King is a full cake. It is. It is a full cake. So astrology. 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 <laughs> also found in this 9via place is the first uh, star catalog which is called the Mole Appen. I just pictured, like, Sky Mall, but... Absolutely. You just pick out one and they send it to you in a box. You know, it's fine. I mean, you can buy stars. You can. But this one, they actually would send it to you. They put it into, like, an interdimensional box. Anyway, <laughs> I'm very tired. Um, so this was a list of stars divided into paths dedicated to their gods of water, heaven, and earth. Also contained all the dates when the 36, they had 36, fixed stars and constellations rose and fell on the planetary periods, seasons, equinoxes, 15 million different things were all in this star catalog. It looked like my novel outline before I realized I didn't need all that shit. <laughs> 18 of these constellations contain most of the signs of the modern, modern zodiac. So the bull of heaven is Taurus. The lion is Leo. The balance is Libra. The scorpion is Scorpio. Shocking. Uh, the goatfish is Capricorn. Okay. Yep. The tails is Pisces. The furrow is Virgo. The hireling is Aries. And the great twins are Gemini. I think you forgot one. Yep. That wasn't a thing yet. I, mm, We're going to get there. That stands to reason. Yep. It was when the Persians invaded Babylon that really triggered the development of the modern zodiac and the use of birth charts, more than what they'd already been doing. Um, and they are the reason for most of the math being added into astrology. <laughs> of course. The Persians. <laughs> Took a perfectly good thing and added math to it. Yep. We're going to take your we're going to take your country and then we're going to make you do math. <laughs> Um, I said meth for a second and was like... Mm. I mean, not yet. Uh, Are you sure it's not ancient Mesopotamia? <laughs> no. So they added more math. So the Persians... It was, under, it was under the Persians' rule of Babylon in general that astrology became way more systematic and more of like a disciplined practice as opposed to, we're going to see what the stars are up to today. Um, and this is also when it shifted from predicting like major events of a nation to predicting the life of an individual person okay so this is where we start getting into birth charts to make it about us we have to make it about us um the first known birth chart from babylon is from 410 bc and the date on it is about the 29th of april okay yep and it describes the signs that the moon uh and the planets were in when that person was born now babylonian birth charts not exactly what we do today <laughs> Goes a little something like, the child born under Jupiter will have a regular life, become rich, and will grow old. I mean, that sounds pretty chill. It does, right? Um, the child born in Saturn has come forth, will live a life which is dark, obscure, sick, and constrained. 
Not so chill. Okay. Yeah, I guess there is potential to just be like, well, your life is going to suck regardless of what we do. Basically. Um, which is where that whole, like, fadedness thing comes in. Um, yeah. But, so they were doing Babylon birth charts in 410 BC. Um, it was around the 5th century when uh, the Persians made it to the Aegean coast of um, Iona in 546. This is what I, this is the part of classic civs that i was about this is when alexander the great was fucking everybody so the greeks rolled astrology into their philosophical teachings because i mean they're all about the philosophy in greece around this time sure they love that shit (laughs) there's all of them are there Um, all of them all all of them around this time pythagoras was creating the only thing i remember from math class his theorem his theorem if you will it's the triangle one, right? Um, yes. Okay. He was also telling people that humans only existed to observe the heavens. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, his major con- contribution to astrology really is his um, Pythagorean geometry um, and that the universe can be explained through numbers. Bitch loved numbers. He loved numbers so much. Uh, but it was... <laughs> this was the starting point for an Italian philosopher, M. Pedocles? These names, they're going to kill me. Um, you just say it like you know how to pronounce it and people will go with it. It's almost like Sarah's here. Yep. Uh, he popularized the ideas based off of the Pythagorean geometry that four elements um, ruled the natural world. So the Earth, air, wind, fire, and Cisco? Earth, wind. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's heard his cover of that song. <laughs> it may be a little... Air, fire, water, and earth. Not oh. the dudes who sang September. Plus Cisco. Plus Cisco. Who covered September. Beautifully, he covered September. I don't know if anyone still remembers Cisco. This is not the first time in the last 24 hours I have discussed Cisco's cover of September. Listen, it's a joy. It is a joy in your life to hear. Uh, get that Over song. It is currently on HBO, so you're hey. welcome. I own that movie, so. Well, me too, but for the listeners in America who have HBO. Oh, not the ones in Canada. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's on Canadian HBO. I don't know if there is Canadian HBO. I mean, there is, but I just don't have it. Can HBO? Stop that. You stop that right now. <laughs> is Do you guys have, like, the Righteous Gemstones, eh? And Succession? I can't punch you through with the computer, but I can try. Game of Thrones. I don't know. How did you even do that? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 42 minutes of recording in. 42 minutes. And we're not even through my notes. God help you all. Um, So we've got four elements, um, which were very important to a guy named uh, Hippocrates. You might have heard of him. Have heard of him. Um, he associated the four elements with the four humors or the conditions of the body. <laughs> so he not only came up with an oath that makes doctors swear not to do harm unless they're on a Shonda Rhimes show and then they can do whatever the fuck they want. Including um, each other. Including each other. But he was also the founder of medical astrology. Okay. Well, you're going to have to tell me about that. Yep. Uh, doctors who practice medical astrology would consult your birth chart. Uh, and seeing where the plants were when you were born would give them an idea of what areas of your body you might have trouble with. Don't they still do that in China? Possibly. I'm not (laughs) sure. But the signs of the zodiac were meant to relate to parts of your body all the way from Aries at your head to Pisces at your toes. 
Libra. <laughs> Pisces are feet people. Libra is in the genital area. No, that checks out. Yep, that's great for me. Um, Hippocrates' sole whole shtick was that you should treat the whole person and not the disease, which is not a terrible idea. It's not terrible. It might not, like, I don't know. If you have a head cold, maybe just treat the head. Yeah, it's it's closer to the idea of like what doctors do now with like getting your medical history to see what else you might have wrong with you. Except um, with stars and made up things. Except with stars and made up things, of course. It's totally legit. <laughs> um, he allegedly said that a physician without knowledge of astrology had better call himself a fool than a physician. That's so, a bit harsh. I mean, I know a lot of really foolish doctors, so... Maybe he's onto something there, too. I don't know. I mean, I don't think JD and Turk count. I mean, why not? (laughs) So astrology continued to play a large part in people's lives for centuries um, and up until the 17th century. So we went from, like, BC to the 17th century. Um, We've been doing it for a long time. So, so very long. Um, The terms astrology and astronomy were used pretty interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of non-Western countries also didn't use different terms for astrology and astronomy. Um, in India, they call it uh, Jyotish, or the science of light, and in China, they are Tanwen, or sky patterns. Oh, I like that one. That sounds like a I cartoon like a from lot. the early 2000s. Right? It sounds awesome. What do your sky patterns say is wrong with you? I like it. Renaissance scholars were super fond of birth charts. Queen Elizabeth I had a personal astrologer. Yeah, no, that, um, from what I know of her, that checks out he's also he was talked about on lore today john d also the man who came up with the term or is credited with coming up with the term the british empire (laughs) so without john d we wouldn't have had to hear about the british empire for the last thousands of years Um, it seems like a pretty like point a to point b phrase though like you don't have to be a fucking genius i mean you'd think but you never know People come up with some pretty dumb shit. You've seen the infomercials. <laughs> Catherine de' Medici also apparently consulted Nostradamus after her personal astrologer predicted the death of her husband. So she was like, mm, second opinion. Nostradamus, what do you think? So after the Renaissance comes the Enlightenment, which is when people started like largely splitting being dumb. astronomy from astrology and then calling okay. astrology dumb. Um, though the church, people who supported the church, have been yelling about it since the 1400s because them church people they love to yell well and also like false gods blah 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 blah, blah, blah. um astrology then had a resurgence in the 19th century generally around the same time as the spiritualist movement um but that's also when we started posting horoscopes and newspapers interesting (laughs) yeah the spiritualist movement is also a separate episode because it is fucking bananas it is i love the spiritualist movement not as much as aaron Mankey does but um, oh my god. No one loves the spiritualist movement as much as Aaron Mankey does. Um, in- Mic drop endings in the spiritualist movement. That's what gets Aaron Mankey going. It's true. It's very true. Uh, in the 20th century, we had Dane Rudyard and Carl Jung, who um, created psychological astrology. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, the only thing that really stuck around out of that is the Myers-Briggs model, which comes from Carl Jung's writings. Oh my god, I cannot remember what mine is. Hi, INFP? I am an INFJ. INFP makes sense for you. What's the P? Perceiving. Oh, yeah. Mine is judging, so 
Yeah. Just gonna sip my whiskey. Uh, it's a very Ravenclaw v. Hufflepuff situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like the modern Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah, also why I deleted Tinder, because no one would answer my what Hogwarts house question. It's um, a good icebreaker. I think so, because I'm not going to hook up with a friggin... Anyway. Gryffindor? <laughs> yes. I know some lovely people who are Gryffindors, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not even Slytherins. Slytherins might be fun. Um, several of my best friends are Slytherins. <laughs> Charm, friend of Monster Pod, yet. and also Taylor, friend of Monster Pod, are heavy Slytherins. Charm, soon to be friend of Afternoonified. Spoiler. True. Alert. Mm. Yes, very Slytherin. Um, so we talked about the history. A we did <laughs> brief history. <laughs> 50 minute history well there's a lot of goofs in there there's so. a lot of yelling at many um <laughs> so modern astrology and birth charts are what we sort of are left with um so there are 12 signs to the modern zodiac and some people will try and tell you that there are 13 or 14 but this was originated by a man named stephen schmidt in the 70s i was gonna start listing the zodiac signs from uh 13 ghosts but i don't know if it would play to the audience and also i couldn't remember them there are 12 and we all ignore steven um the 12 signs each have 30 degrees of celestial longitude a date range and each is associated with a planet with some overlap celestial longitude yep if you look at star maps they're always in a circle which again how can people think that the Earth is flat, but the stars are not? Um, so each thing gets divided up into 30 degrees. So if you think of it like um, the face of a clock okay. or a pie. Okay, a yeah, no, that, one, pie. that one makes worse. Yeah, especially for people who have never seen a non-digital clock in their entire life. Who um, are those people? Children, the children. Yes, the, all of the children that listen to this after Noonify. You don't know. There might be children. Hello, children. <laughs> Almost started singing Sarah's song from no. Hocus Pocus. That is, I am the Sarah of this group. <laughs> I'm very clearly. Who did you say? I'm the Mary? You're the Mary. I'm the Mary. And then Sarah is very much the Winifred. So there's a classical planetary association um, because they only knew about the seven planets. Okay. Um, the modern one has Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune. Um, but mm-hmm. if you follow the classic planetary association, they go in the same order as from the sun as they are in the solar system. Okay. So it's sort of that's what people usually use. And that's what we will use. So most of these should be familiar from earlier. Um, Aries is the first sun of the zodiac. Uh, it's from March 21st, April 20th, ruled by Mars. It is a ram. Uh, Taurus is from April 21st to May 21st. That's the penis gallery. It's ruled by Venus, too. (laughs) And his symbol is a bull, which is not at all surprising. Um, Gemini from May 22nd to June 21st, ruled by Mercury, and its symbol is the twins. Uh, Sarah isn't a Gemini, right? Sarah is a Gemini. The twins? Yes. Sarah from Minneapolis? Yes. One of the Twin Cities. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> cancer. <laughs> that's, that's 
really unfortunate one, and I'm surprised we haven't changed it. Right? Um, from June 22nd to July 22nd, ruled by the moon, and its symbol is the crab. So their name is Cancer, and they have crabs. None of it's good. None of it is good. Um, Leo is from July 23rd to August 22nd, ruled by the sun. The most they all annoying think they are of- the sun. <laughs> Its symbol is the lion, which is also why Gryffindor is the most annoying. Um, <laughs> it's a real anti-Gryffindor podcast. I love Gryffindors. They just They're they just always get they always get more like press than everybody else. Oh, Hufflepuffs yeah, are people too. The boy who lived in shit. Imagine being a Ravenclaw, Sadie. <laughs> yeah, at least we had Cedric. Um, Bitch, Virgos. We had Luna. Yeah, you had Luna. Um, Virgos are from August 23rd to September 23rd, also ruled by Mercury, and their symbol is the maiden. Libras, who are obviously the best astrological sign in all of Zodiac, from September 24th, very important day, to October 23rd. You're uh, a cusp. You are a cusp. No, I am not. I am a Libra. It says September 24th. That is my birthday. I am a Libra. Ruled by Venus, and the symbol is the scales. Clearly, I am great at judging people. That's just been a, a theme tonight. Scorpio is October 24th to November 22nd, ruled by Mars, and their symbol is the scorpion, because we are not at all unique. Sagittarius from November 23rd to December 21st, ruled by Jupiter, and its sign is the archer or the centaur. I like centaur because centaur that's so much fun. more badass. Um, Capricorn is still the goatfish. Yeah, I want to know who made that call. Right? December 22nd to January 20th and ruled by Saturn. Aquarius, is the ba- is a made-up <sighs> one, apparently. It's rude. <laughs> no, some some nice Aquarius. It's very rude. Um, from January 21st to February 19th, ruled by Saturn, and the symbol is the water bearer. And finally, Pisces from February 20th to March 20th, ruled by Jupiter, and their symbol are two fish together. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands, like but they're together. Like a yin-yang, yin-yang. Kind of, uh, yeah. That kind of thing. You said it right. You Whatever. said yin-yang. I- the main math of astrology is the positioning of the seven planets. So if you go back to that clock face, instead of having two hands, it has seven hands, and they all move at different speeds, sort of like the fucking Weasley clock. Or Dumbledore's ro- watch. Or Dumbledore's Holy watch. Holy shit! Yeah. Think, is your mind just exploding with all the information? I didn't even think about it. It's Dumbledore's watch. Uh, the positioning of the planets when you were born makes up your birth chart. And most people only know the position of the sun when they were born, which is your sun sign, which is the ones we just went through. Um, but a true birth chart gives you the position of every one of the planets and the constellations and how they're meant to affect your personality. That sounds like a lot of work. It is. And a lot of information. <laughs> a true birth chart is not something, like if you're actually drawing a birth, birth chart, it can take hours. Because all the different planets represent different energies and different forces that can manifest in different ways. At and because any point, it's like, do you get into the whole Mercury retrograde thing? Because I need to know why. I don't even understand that. Okay, it's it's one of those it's one of those things where so the clock the, the clock hands, mm-hmm. they all turn at different speeds, and sometimes they can go backwards, like, like clocks do. Like clocks do, but when they go backwards, it messes with. I think this is like an actual scientific ish ish thing but it'll people will say that it'll mess with um the way you're thinking because of a shift in like how the planet is affected by this like atmospheric pressures and stuff 
kind of. Um, but I sometimes think that retrogrades is just a way for people to say that they are feeling shitty yeah. and blame it on something. Well, I mean, that does help sometimes. It does help sometimes. So you have all the planets in your birth chart. You also have houses in your birth chart. Uh, <laughs> um, Ravenclaw, represent... Hufflepuff, Gryffindor. Yeah, we know. Yeah. There are actually 12 of them, and each of them are ruled by a sign. Um, but it's just the different like areas of your life where different energies can sort of mess with who you are as a human. <laughs> you know, born under a bad sign comes from a specific place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a supernatural thing. Um, the show, not... <laughs> they really ruined that word didn't they yeah i mean we used to tag afternoonified like instagram posts as supernatural but you can't yeah it was a thing mm-hmm. you know what else is annoying there's also a monster of the week podcast that is about supernatural well fuck that yep so when i was tagging monster pod as a monster of the week podcast i was like why the fuck is there a supernatural podcast in here anyway um, to be fair, the name is a play on Monster Squad. Yes. Wanted yes, to. it is. Yep. We're fine. They're weird. <laughs> I'm going to anger all your Supernatural fans. Um, so the 12, the 12 houses are the different sections of, of who you are as a person. So like your first, your first house is also sometimes called your ascendant or your rising sign. Sometimes you've heard like hear people talk about those. Um, but it's like the house of who you are, of yourself and how you project to the rest of the world. So if somebody is really into astrology, they'll be like, oh, I didn't know you were a Libra. Oh, your rising sign is this. That makes way more sense because they're crazy, but also because of this house thing. Now I just have house of the rising sun stuck in my head. You're welcome. I really wanted to get the Sailor Moon song stuck in everyone's head, but then I thought that it would just get stuck in my head and... That would have backfired. And probably because I don't remember it. The second house is your house of, like, your personal finances and how you build resources. Okay. Uh, the third house is your mind and how you learn. Which so one is the house of pain? They're actually... So... I love it when I make a joke and then there's an... Actually, that's a good point. Eight is the house of power, sex, death, inheritance, All transformation. All belong together and also sound like the uh, synopsis for an HBO show. They do. It's also ruled by Scorpio, which is very on point. Um, but that's where, like, all your rituals and all types of occult and stuff fall into that one. So that could technically be considered the house of pain. If you want to jump around in there. Um, number four is the house of security, home, and family. The ADT house. Yep. It's also... Um, how you deal with your experiences with your mother and with maternal influences in general, oh, which God. is a fun one. Funnily enough, ruled by cancer. <laughs> um, number five is your house of love and your creative inspiration, uh, drama and your ego. Again. Ruled by Leo. Yeah. Um, six is the house of your like daily life, which is basically just your routines and your um, attitude to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven is the house of relationships, partnerships of all kind, uh, ruled by Libra. Eight, we talked about, it's the house of pain. Um, nine is the house of spirituality and religion, um, which is really only funny to me because it's ruled by Sagittarius, which is my mother's, and her attitude to religion is fuck that. <laughs> Ten is the house of your relationship to um, commitment, status, authority, and reputation. So whether or not you say fuck the man or fuck that man. <laughs> fuck that specific man 
that specific man. Uh, 11 is the house of socializing and networking, which is ruled by Aquarius, which I find entertaining. I don't know. That's why I find it entertaining. And then 12 is the house of your natural connection to the universe. The house of Thanos? Who's taking care of that one? Uh, Pisces, actually. Yeah, that... Okay. Yeah, because it's it's the house of like your intuition, and Pisces are all about intuition. I had a roommate who was very into astrology, a Pisces, um, but she would literally be like, "Oh, Nina's a Cancer. She's a bitch." I'm like, "That that that's not. No, I mean Nina is a bitch, but but that's not why. <laughs> that's not why." <laughs> all right. So to wrap this out, I was wrap this up. I was going to pull out the book that I have that teaches me how to do birth charts and pull out a protractor, except I don't own a protractor anymore, um, <laughs> and do a birth chart for you. But A, I've already said that shit takes hours. B, I don't have a protractor. And C, the internet will do it for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you too out there can look up birth charts on Google and let a computer do all the heavy lifting for you. Um, I used cafeastrology.com, if anyone's interested. Um The most important thing to take away from horoscopes and birth charts is that they're set up specifically so that they can apply to millions and millions and millions of people. They're purposefully vague. They're purposely vague. So sometimes things will match up really well, but you can also very easily tell astrology in general to take a long walk off a short peak. Like, just if you don't like it, you don't have to. (laughs) Um, I'm only going to do a couple of points because they are insanely in-depth, and I have yours to send to you if you want it, Emily. Yes. Um, But if you just want to do a quick view of somebody's birth chart, you can read the sun sign, the moon sign, and your rising sign. Um, This site gives a quick description of the person overall, and I need to read it to you because I laughed out loud at a public library. As opposed to a private library where it's okay to do that. Absolutely. Um, Because those are for rich people and they don't care. (laughs) And I would not be allowed. Um, So, the overall description. She is bright, inspired, and most of the time, she lives in her mind! Exclamation point. Well, that's hurtful and correct. (laughs) She has a brilliant and unusual and a bit zany of a viewpoint. (laughs) Ideally, there are more grounding factors in the chart, or else there can be some problems with boredom and distraction. (laughs) She is delightful company. <laughs> Last night, they were watching Hulu and they were doing a commercial. And, like, the basis of the commercial was this lady was online shopping and kept getting distracted. And I was like, oh, I feel that. And it ended up being a commercial for ADHD medication. <laughs> That's when you tag this I'm in this photo and I don't like it. I was like, maybe I should talk to my doctor. (laughs) So in case we didn't get it from how mean I was about Aquarius's earlier, um, Emily is an Aquarius. Very firmly an Aquarius. Very firmly, right in the middle there. Um, The most notable trait of Aquarians is that they're unwilling to follow the road most traveled. (laughs) We like to do things the hard way. Yep. uh, They can also be surprisingly stubborn (laughs) and have hard opinions on things, but are still idealistic. In short, they're independent, have aggressive ideas, but can be unusual and have a rebellious spirit. The number of times the word unusual appears on your birth chart is hilarious to me. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, Your moon is in Virgo, 
Um, and people who have their moon in Virgo tend to find security and organization. <laughs> and as long as they're appreciated, we'll also help take care of your life, too. God damn it. They're not great about open, gushy displays of affection. And are also considered some of the most skeptical skeptical people. I'm 31 years old and I still can't say that fucking word. Spectacle. Skeptical. Uh, And finally, your rising or ascendant is Libra. Again, the best. Uh, Libra risings generally appear to be smoothing things over, can be enormously, enormously persuasive, and can make excellent mediators. Their relationships often involve bickering, which I cannot personally fathom. (laughs) So I will send you your birth chart. It also goes into all the different little, like, tiny nodes of stars and all of the different houses and where, like, Mercury is and how that affects how you do things. Um, Birth charts, if you have the time, they can be really fun to read. Um, it's like kind of like a free therapy session. <laughs> it is nice to be like, oh, that's why I'm like this. Basically, yes. And I think, so as a person who reads tarot and has been defending tarot forever, um, all of these things are not meant to be. I know like we went through 42 minutes of how people thought they were meant to be a guide to how to live your life. <laughs> like you shouldn't go out into the world wearing purple because you're a, you're horoscope says we're purple today (laughs) um right um but it's just it's a jumping off point for making choices in your life as is anything else um if you're upset with something that a horoscope says to you remember it's all made up and you can close the window literally someone in a newspaper is getting paid by the word to make shit up so like you're fine exactly or if you are in the East York newspaper in Sadie's grade 10 year, Sadie was writing them. So she so knows. It's all fucking made up. Sarah still would not have done this. And there would have been a lot of... Eye rolling? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why we waited until she was out of the country. And sleeping right now because Budapest. <laughs> yeah, how many hours ahead of us is she? I don't know. Several. I think when she... She texted me at 11 o'clock at night, and it was 8 in the morning in Paris. It's currently 3 a.m. there right now. We should just text her a bunch. It's 10 p.m. in Canada. In Toronto, specifically. It's only 7. I'm fine. I told you about my mom in Paris, right? Yes, you did, mm-hmm. and I was very angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who maybe didn't see the tweet before I deleted it because there was a typo, uh, <laughs> my mother was in Paris france and she went to dinner at a five guys which i have eaten before at the atlanta airport meaning that is not a place you should go in oh, paris lisa. oh lisa <laughs> actually oh no that's Wahlburgers. Anne marie is doing a thing with Wahlburgers next month like the Wahlburgs burger restaurant yeah does your mother get to meet mark Wahlberg? Probably not Mark Wahlberg, but probably one of them. Oh, Donnie, maybe? I don't know. Who's the one? There's one that runs the thing that isn't an actor. Steve, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, she met a person when she was doing her bake show thing, um, and they are donating a whole bunch of stuff 
to an organization that she works with, and they're going to do, like, a... Background. Sadie's mom was on the great Canadian Bake Off. Yes, my mother is a celebrity, and I am not. And I am not Her bitter about that at all. mother has met Dan Levy, and I... Hmm. My mother drank Guinness out of a bowl with Dan Levy. You know, I really wish that Netflix would put the great Canadian baking show on, because I uh, need to see that. It's a gif. I shared the gif. My mother was a gif before I was. <laughs> We're working on it. It's hard to give a podcast. It is. <laughs> One might say it's impossible. Especially when we don't use Skype or anything like that so we can see each other. So thank you for explaining that. Um, as briefly as I possibly could. I mean, could. it kind of had vibes of when we had Shane Hosey on to explain professional wrestling, yes, but <laughs> we came out of here learning something, which is unusual. <laughs> I learned things when I listened to Afternoonified. I mean, I guess the pizza episode hasn't come out yet. And I did learn that men are trash in the Hysteria episode. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, nothing you didn't already know about Mothman, I'm sure. I already knew too much about Mothman. People have, like, brought the Mothman episode up to me in person in public. <laughs> Just Mothman, Mothman, stop it. I can't see the word Mothman without thinking... Of Sarah in my head going, Mothman, Mothman, Mothman. Um, oh, I can't wait till I can post pictures of Sarah's Christmas present on social media, which I will have by the time this comes out. She's going to lose her mind. She's going to lose her whole damn mind. Um, all right. So if you liked this, you can uh, say it on Twitter at Afternoonified, Instagram at Afternoonified, uh, Facebook.com slash GetAfternoonified, GetAfternoonified.com. Uh, email us at afternoonifiedpod at gmail.com. Donate to our tip jar. Like, subscribe, rate, whatever you want to do. Um, that's it. I guess So Below Media launched last week in our time, it but it's been like two months in your time, so it doesn't... It's not new it's not info, exciting. but still, you know. It's it's still fun, though. It's still very fun. Um, it's very exciting. I, All the podcasts are good and, and entertaining. I was on an episode of Boo Ha Ha from Halloween. If you haven't listened to that, uh, Avalon and I read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I proved to be very bad at selecting stories. <laughs> Listen, sometimes titles are misleading. Sometimes you think Wonderful Sausage is going to be funny and it turns out to just be gross. I mean, it's in Scary Stories to Read in the Dark. See, I wish we had done uh, Stories to Tell in a Dark, Dark Room, so I could have done that stupid ribbon one. No, my God, the ribbon one. Which sparked, what was that? There was a movie, um, Orphan. Really? Yeah. That's what... Kind of, but not really. I don't want to spoil it. Anyway, thank you, resident Canadian Sadie. Anytime. We'll have you Love on again to, uh... to explain to us the differences between the United States and Canada. Yep, the biggest one is bagged milk. Bagged milk. And it's not even across Canada. Bagged milk, pink beverages, and... Uh, poutine? Poutine. Uh, no, I was thinking of a candy. Coffee oh, crisp? Coffee, Coffee crisp. crisp. And smoky bacon chips. We're gonna leave on that. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. We love you. I also love you. I'm going to need you all to roll plus charm to do the ad.
That's a five. I got a ten. Eight. All right, Travis. Buddy can manage to get out the name of the show, but not much else. Monster Pod. Sadie, Jimmy's going to be able to get out the premise, but you didn't roll high enough for any spoilers. Monster Pod is a real play Monster of the Week podcast where four government-employed idiots try to save the world. Sarah, Thomason rolled high enough to finish the ad. Releases every other Friday here on So Below Media. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.